minds we are back this is episode seven and forgive us for the time change a little bit you know some folks got some irl things to do so we're just a few hours behind so if we're, if we're off a little bit just give us some grace oh also happy mother's day to all the mothers out there if you're a son if you're a father wish your mom wish your wife happy's mother day mother's day buy some flowers all of the above show them some appreciation um but we're here we're back as you know, this is King Dev. I'm here with my buddies by the dip, Z Mackin, Vita G, Bunzaga. And we had some developments this pack past week, boys. Uh looks like the white paper came out. Um, let's go around. What's your overall feeling about the white paper? How are you feeling? And then there was also a game leak. How, what are y'all feeling about the white paper dropping the game leak? Hey, this is Bunzaga. I think it's awesome. I'm s- I think it's wonderful that they uh, came out with the white paper. They came out with game leaks. They came out with a bunch of lore. It's uh, been a good week. Oh, I missed the lore. Yeah, let's go around. Who else? Uh, this is by the dip. Uh, very bullish information that came out. Uh, very happy with everything. And uh, it, it came in bunches, right, guys? It, it just came in bunches. And it's a really good feeling to know that uh, this project is on the right path. Yep. Definitely. This is uh, Z Mackin. I was uh, I was happy to see the white paper get dropped. Um, they had a lot a lot come out this week. A lot of stuff for us to talk about, and you know, excited about what I saw. It, it's very basic, but it gets across the information that we needed to hear for right now. It gets us our appetite uh, satiated for the time being until they can. Uh, Get a little bit more information in there and get a full blown, full blown out on us, you know. So I'm looking forward to more, always more. This is V to G. I was muted before. Fun times talking to your empty room. Um, man, it was a good week, like everybody said. Um, you know, I don't want to take full credit for it, but I do think that there was, you know, like there was a little bit of a demand for some increased transparency and, and new stuff coming out. And I think that that was heard. That wasn't just us saying it, that like we represent the community in that as well. The community has been saying that. Um, I think it's awesome that they had a prime only review of the white paper beforehand. We got some, you know, additional information from zero cool. So I'm pretty stoked this week. Uh, a little bit different uh, tenor of my voice, if you can tell from last week. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It's, we're always glad to see some things. I think, uh, you know, all, all the questions we had about what's the next steps, what is the game looking like, what's set in stone, what's speculation. A lot of that was answered. Oh, the white paper, what is today? Saturday? I forget the date. May 7th. Um, am I right? Holy shit. What's the date, guys? Where the uh, the white Seven. papers listed? I'm trying to find it. Uh, yes. Uh, um, it's, it's in announcement. Let me share the document to, to you guys. Mm-hmm. But King Dad, it is, it is May Saturday, May seventh. Yeah, good. Okay, <laughs> Saturday, May seventh. Thank you. Look, I forget what time zone we're in. Look, and the fact that this show is a few hours back, I, I'm all messed up here. It is Saturday, May seventh. It's one, two, like three days past the white paper drop. You know the uh, the the prime 
Eternal Holders got the preview with uh, the legendary Zero Cool going through the preview of the white paper, but the actual white paper dropped on Thursday. And I think a lot of us are probably still digesting it. You know, I think I read it a couple times, um, uh, picked some things out, but, but like everybody said, we have a lot to dive into today. And we have also a special guest that can kind of maybe DJ out with us, kind of show us some behind the scenes. As you know, the... Um, the team, the uh, the devs, the, the, the folks that are running the Discord on the Champions Ascension team, they come on, uh, they show some love to this podcast, and today we're going to have Captain Chris come up. Uh, first, we're going to talk a little bit about what he's doing in, in, the, in the sense of community building and the Discord, um, some of the, uh, the scavenger hunts, things like that, and a little bit about himself, and then we're going to dive into the white paper together, all six of us. Plus the audio bot. Um, so is Captain Chris here? Or is he coming up? I see him in the waiting room. There he is. It's, it's oh, Captain, Captain Chris. Chris. Hello, everybody. <laughs> How you doing, good sir? I'm doing good. Welcome Thanks for having Pine me. Lines. Yeah, welcome, bro. Welcome. Glad to be here. Captain Chris, do you do you listen? Are you a Prime Minds listener? That's it's not even on our list of questions, but I just want to know: Are you a Prime <laughs> Minds listener? I have listened to the Squiddy one, the Ice Toad one, and your first one. I haven't listened to all oh. of them. But I like what I hear. <laughs> oh, just when your buddies are on, I see, huh? That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Show them some love. That's good. Uh, so you know, it, I I understand from, from what I understand from what I see. I'm in the, the Discord in and out. You know, we all have our IRL things to do. But I understand that you're one of the community managers um, in charge of the community building, you know, and I see that we're coming upon some new games and some some new activities. But first, let's back up. Uh, it's Captain Chris. Let's back up a little bit. The things that you all do in the discord and everything, it's and, and, and the jobs that you have. That's from what I understand that that has to be a new job. Right. I, I'm is. wondering. Prime Minds want to know. Right. And I'm wondering, like, even when you put on. Um, like when you when you're applying for a mortgage, what the hell do you put on for for your employment? But you don't gotta get into that. How do you <laughs> how do you come around to working for Jam City? Um, yeah, what is that process like? Like, just talk about that process when it comes to being a, a Discord manager, community manager, and working for Jam City. It's actually a really kind of winding story. Where I first applied for Jam City as an office coordinator, uh, to kind of like run social events for the office, you know, help people out, do everything like that. Uh, interview process went out pretty good. Didn't get the job. Uh, but in the end, it was Zero Cool who was very impressed with uh, my D&D skills. I've been doing it for about seven years now. And he offered me a position to come and run D&D for the company as like a social event. So oh, wow. I started doing that for a few months, uh, being kind of like the, the on-staff DM. <laughs> And through there, that's how we saw the work I do with Discord, where I have a background in events and stuff. I, I ran an esports bar, I did entertainment, I did uh, stage production, and a lot of his community building, where you know I'd build up these you know local groups with uh, Meetup and through Discords and things. And so there were a bunch I moderated and used that to build up my worlds and get players together. And so it's like you know this is this is what we need for a crypto Discord. So he offered me the position of Discord manager, and. That's how I got started here. Oh, just a, a social person. So D and D—that's Dungeons and Dungeons and Dragons. The listening yes, public that 
that are, are not aware. Um, and I've heard of it, me personally, many times. I've heard of Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, never had a chance to sit down and play it. I don't know, maybe uh, just in terms of educating some folks that, that have not been through it before. What, kind of, what is Dungeons and Dragons like? like how, how does the game? How does the game go? Uh, at its core, you know, it's a fantasy role-playing tabletop game. You know, you've got dice, you have character sheets. Uh, it can seem a little bit complicated at first, but at the end of the day, it's uh, a world where you do whatever you want, and the dungeon master, the person in charge of running the game, decides how that affects the world. Okay, and that you're you're just a a very uh, experienced dungeon master. Then yes, indeed, my longest oh, running right. campaign is about seven years long right now. I might want to pop in on on one of these. Um these D&D games we have going on. Yeah, talk more about that. Are, are we setting some up for the Discord for some champion holders for some, some Dungeons and Dragons games coming up? I thought I saw something like that. We actually, that is going to be uh, part of the plan for the next kind of uh, big Discord event that's coming in. I know some of you have been seeing some unusual things popping up in, uh, in the lore and the socials. Uh, that is going to lead to something eventually. And, oh, nice. Uh, the, the result of that is going to be uh, a modified game of D&D that will actually have players from the server are going to come in and play a canon storyline, and they're going to make a choice that will affect the main course of the game. Mm. What? Is that, uh, does that have to do with the scavenger hunt that you guys have set up? It does indeed. Can you elaborate a little bit more about that? Yeah, so uh, I can't give too many details because you know we're still setting up all the pieces to the puzzle, so if you haven't solved anything, don't worry. The, there's no solution yet. We're just dropping clues. Uh, but Zaga is on it, just so you know. <laughs> Our local genius. I know you have the genius. I'm seeing clues everywhere. He sees it all, and, and we're diving into it. I'm sure so. you've got your, your cork board <laughs> with the strings and the pictures. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be very exciting. It's something I've been working on uh, with writer Ryan. Uh, it's been very cool like you to know, work together on this. And once it's done, for the first time, I am going to be locking down House membership roles. Because we are going to be competing between your houses. Ooh. What? Okay. Absolutely nothing to do with guilds then either, right? Yeah, I did, like, we had started the writing process before the guilds really started, like, becoming a presence on the server. And I did consider it. Uh, maybe in the future we'll add, like, the option to have a guild as a team. Uh, but for this one, because we had already done, like, the story for it. Uh, we decided to just make it the houses, and also because not everyone's part of a guild, and we want to like everyone compete. But definitely in the future, if we do like more like team events like this, I would be down to allow a guild to you know essentially form its own, you know, team to compete. Mm -hmm. Does how does that game? Where does it happen? At is it on an audio? Is it is it on the Discord? A a D and D game. Uh, so that will be a live stream game. Uh, so I use a tabletop platform called Astral Tabletop where essentially you sign in and you get to move your character around and you see what your character sees. Uh, so I've been building the maps myself of the location it's going to take place in, which is still a secret, but it's a very cool place that you guys have not seen much of before. Uh, and oh, it's going to be nice. a pretty cool adventure where you, I'm going to essentially, whoever Hang wins, out. I will turn your character, your champions into a playable character for D&D, &D, and then you will get to decide what wow. happens with a pretty major decision in the history of Messina. Okay, and th is there one winner that comes from a game like that? Uh, so, essentially, like, the people who win the scavenger hunt, they will be the ones playing, and this will not be so much they'll be winners, 
uh, like you don't win D and D so much as you know you'll complete the adventure. What's exciting is that then those char- those champions will be part of the main can of the game. If like what they did, that will be part of the lore. So if you That's got great. you know like a cool like Carcadon, it'll go into like codified lore. It's like this specific Carcadon went here and did this thing, and that's why this exists in the game right now. And a quick question: Is that going to act like you know? And I know we're we we do a lot of speculating here. Is that going to somehow going to be connected into the real game eventually? Uh, potentially yes, because it'll affect like sort of the, the way the storyline is going. So. Uh, it's hard to talk about with saying what the choice is, but uh, I'll, I'll say like yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was a real big fan because uh, I was here. I was here for the Rebel event, right, where mm-hmm. they cut off the fruit, and then the fruit was like fifteen thousand Messina coins, right? It was all crazy. That was actually one of the most funnest times I've ever had in any Discord. And I was wondering, are you guys gonna have any? Do you have an event kind of like that planned for Discord? So the plan is is that this event will be similar to that. Uh, once we actually spin up like the teams and stuff and have the channels, there's going to be extra stuff happening and like stuff hidden within the Discord. And uh, once you guys really start competing, I think you're going to see that that rivalry and you know the mystery come back to it as you know the different houses fight to decipher clues and you know look stuff up. Wow, I can dive in. Yeah, because I was a little bit new. I got in right before the minting, and I missed that whole. The rebels throwing the fruit to the you know at the emperor, but I heard a lot about it. Unfortunately, I missed it, so I'd like to get back into that myself. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty jealous too because I was a member of the Discord, but I didn't follow it very frequently, and it all happened without me even knowing. And I feel like I missed my chance. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one. It's going to be exciting. Awesome. And I'm curious because I do see, and, and I, this is related to By the Dip's question, but I think it's, it's slightly different because um, he was talking about like, will the lore storyline impact the game? But I'm just wondering, like, those Discord tags, you know, like uh, people who are here for the Rebel Alliance, they have those Rebel tags. Like, will those impact anything related to the game? Or, like, to can we like assign that to specific Prime Eternals that we hold or something like that? Um, that's something that I've discussed uh, with the team, see if it's possible. In theory, like it's something I would like to do. I don't know how feasible it's going to be, uh, just because you know a little bit of difficulty, uh, you know, essentially associating a a wallet with like a Discord account at times. But I think I we do have some ideas, and so I can't promise anything. But I would like to see, uh, for like some of you know the the OG roles, uh, the rebels and things like that, having like you know even just like a small thing like a title or something like that or some kind of achievement that follows you around would be a really cool thing to give i'd like to have one me too (laughs) i'm a i'm a completionist when it comes to games i like to get all of the gamer tags all of the achievements completed so anything like that would be uh, something worth grinding for in the discord right Mm mm-hmm yeah, I think, I think it would so. be fun to have something to give to you know the people who were there, did the events and stuff like that, and have it carry over into the main game. Definitely. But we'll see. A little bit of speculation here, Chris, if you don't mind getting in. Um, for getting the Discord like active again and people interested, um, we were kind of discussing earlier in the week as prime as prime minds about you know the elemental champions and stuff like that, and we were wondering if gem city is going to be doing an uh a mint of 
you know, regular champions. Um, is that something that I know you can't really give out in much alpha, but like another second Genesis mint or second uh, line mint would like bring a lot of attention back to the discord and back to champions ascension in general. Um, would, would that be something that you guys would be developing more discord activities towards, or can you speak on that at all? Uh, yeah. So, you know, we have been discussing about what the best way to, you know, because uh, we will have to seed in new players. Uh, we don't have any conclusive plans on it, but definitely, like, when it, comes to, when it comes to time when we have, like, the game out to the point where we're ready to bring in that, like, new player base, uh, there would be, like, a lot of hype around it and go back to, you know, the way things used to be, you know, get tons of people in competing for, you know, the chance at those. Because, you know, it, it's got to be a balance, right, between, you know, having it so that you're adding characters bread or in demand and not, you know, making them irrelevant by just, you know, making another drop. Yeah, because, I mean, with the white paper coming out and this, the uh, limits for breeding and stuff, like, you're, you're going to have an automatic limit for the number of other champions that we can make based off just the Eternals, the Prime Eternals, yeah. correct? So it's like, we're hoping, obviously, that limit which we'll discuss later today will uh, be a lot less than the number of players that want to come and join the game once it's released. So. Yeah, exactly. And as you saw, you know, like there are plans for that limit to, you know, potentially go back up again with special events and things. And, you know, it's because as we've seen other projects, if you know, I'd, you know, we'd rather give less breeding and give more later once things work out than overbreed at first and have way too many champions. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, I, I guess that a lot of that was spelled out in the white paper, right? I guess we'll move yeah. to the white paper. And Chris, feel free to answer what you can answer. We don't want to put you on the spot. And maybe some of these things aren't even worked out yet, but we might have some questions. Uh, we might just speculate. You can stay silent and forever hold your peace, or you can chime in. You can drop some alpha. Feel free to do what you want to do. But um, yeah, when I guess when it comes to white paper and breeding, um, I, one of the new things we found out was that... Um, other champions, not not the PEs, but some of the other champions will be limited to three. Um, but once they ascend to different levels, uh, they'll be able to to breed three more. Um, but that's pretty interesting, you know. But the thing that I think the uh, the the private eternal holders should be happy about, uh, the thing that I love to see is that the prime eternals will be the the control mechanism or the um, the way that the economy. Um, Depending on the demand and supply, it'll be the source of bringing in some of those new uh, champions, right? Um, so that's what I was I was happy to see. Um, certain events we'd be able to breed more um, things like that. So I'm, I'm I guess I'm throwing this out to the prime minds and, and everybody. It's, you know, what do you think about the, the breeding part of this um, and, and and where we're at with with you know the position we're in as PE holders? Yeah, uh, this by the dip. You know what, you guys really uh hit the nail on the head with this breeding just because a lot of the games that was their biggest problem axie you even have a what was it peg axie right or a peg pegacy with the horses like the yeah i think so many overbreeding and not the demand was big enough now they're not saying that okay your prime eternal can only breed three times and that's it no for prime eternal separately um we, you know, we'll have events. I don't, and I don't know if Chris can confirm or deny this, but we will have events to where it said in the white paper that 
um, our breeding count will uh, reset and we'll be able to breed more. Does that sound correct, uh, Captain Chris? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I am not super updated with the current breeding things. That's been worked on by another team. But I do know the idea was that by having these events, we can potentially reset your breed counts when it's, you know, a healthy time for the economy to have those back again. And to avoid, like, over flooding, you know, there's not enough players and everyone breeds their three and they're sitting around. Or if we gave you guys, like, ten. Right? Totally at the end of the day, you know, as much as people want to, you know, breed and have their things, it's also you wanted to have longevity mm -hmm. and, you know, hold over time. So having these special events wanna... to kind of continue would be really great. Yeah, we definitely don't want to get into a situation like where actually had to introduce something where they're essentially having people burn their axes for the opportunity to get some random NFT that'll never be given out again, right? Like, all that does is it is an admittal that they allowed overbreeding to occur. We definitely don't want to be having to, you know, do that where we're essentially getting a, a, a random NFT for coins that we could have, you know, traded for ETH at some point in time. Yeah, and I think you see, you'll see that, you know, also uh, in the white papers mentioned that, you know, there is champion death that can happen, which will also be, you know, a useful thing where they can become gear, they can die uh, if you don't resurrect them, which will also help to, you know, keep things stable. In-game in control, right? And then um, I, I guess as breeding has to do with the currency, but yeah, let's say I'm breeding a little bit. It's so j just to wrap my mind around it and maybe the folks listening that, that just kind of didn't dive deep into the white paper yet. So when the, the Prime Eternals do have some of the progeny, the offspring, that goes all the way down to, uh, what, what was the first tier champion? The, that first tier champion. A gladiators. Oh, okay. A, a gladiator. Oh, sorry, a challenger, sorry. Challenger. challenger. Yeah. yeah. And so, and I guess I'm, I'm talking about the future here, but then I'm thinking um, the other, the, the one that's one, one level below Prime Eternal, when they have a progeny, that's also going to be a challenger. So they'll all be challengers, all, all of the offspring. Is that correct? Yes, because you know, a lot of the fun of the game is going to be kind of, you know, starting from that and building them up to be a new Eternal. It's going to be, you know, that, that's the road you want to travel. This, if, if, if it's the offspring progeny, we'll say, I think, I think we, we call it progeny in this game. If, if it's that of the uh, Prime Eternals, what, is there a better chance that they will start off stronger? Or is it, is it random? Or is it based on purity? Can you shed some light on that? Or we can also uh, I speculate don't, I, on I don't, I don't know the, the exact mechanics myself. I know right. that you know, purity does play a role in inheritance. I'm throwing that. I get it. I get it. I'm throwing that to the prime minds. Let's speculate then. What do you all think when it comes to, and I think they mentioned purity a little bit, is um, in, in, in when it comes to breeding, if you have, a, what do you think when you have, say, for instance, two really high purity, four or five purity champions, what would that look like? Do we like? I'm wondering, do we know for fact, or what would that look like for the um, the, the 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 progeny, the offspring? We well, have to think. Are you talking about like two, like everything's pure life, or you're talking like breeding a pure life with a pure death? Because I mean, like if if you have a bunch of mix of everything, then you're probably gonna get a a, a mutt coming out on the other side, right? But if say you have like a three pure life, mix them with a four pure life. Um, I'm guessing the ones that have matching purity, they're they're gonna have a very very high percentage to come out as 
life on the other side, right? Well, yeah, I think that's what they said was the, the purity gives you a statistical advantage that that specific type of part would be passed on to the progeny. Um, it, it's been reiterated multiple times that actually having a mix of things might might be a more advantageous strategy, right? Like owning, you know, like cornering the market on just life primes, like that's a strategy and it might work out, but it seems like there's been a lot of conversation around being adaptable and having a well-rounded stable is actually going to be a more beneficial style because you're just going to be able to adapt to different events or whatever is happening. It sounds like there's like events or like almost seasons, like they might do seasons like we've seen in, in games like Call of Duty or Halo. Um, a certain prime might be really important for that particular event or season. Yeah, I picked that up too. It's good to have a diverse set of primes with different essences. Um, I even picked up, they're they talking about even the, the next... Um, Am I saying that right? The essences um, coming up next to have a diverse set of like you know the air, the water, um, things like that, because the different essences essence will come up. Yep, Sorry, elemental. No, 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 you're right. Yeah, the different elemental essences that are coming up. It's like to, for the different uh, events that are coming up to have them ready to go. Um, yeah, they're talking about zero school specifically said for the current meta, right? Which is what what performs best right now under the given circumstances provided by the developer. So. Right. And not only that, that see in breeding, they have a chart and I'm going to bring it up in a little bit. Um, and it, it's for Bazanga, it's in champion structure. Now it has demon, beast, celestial, humanoid, dragonoid, undead. Now there's only certain parts. Like for, for instance, demons don't have claws, uh, but they have everything else. A beast doesn't have war paint, but it does have everything else. And then celestials don't have a tail, but they have everything else. Now, in the breeding part, this is probably going to be playing a big aspect too. And I'm just speculating um, on this as well. Captain Chris can jump in and, and shoot it down if he wants, but I'm just speculating on that part. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, like for what I know, like definitely, you know, as we said in the white paper, purity will be an important factor. If, you know, more purity will increase the chances of progeny being pure. Uh, I am actually hoping that now this is out. The plan is to have more detailed AMAs around like specific sections of it, because uh, like you know we have a team who did the breeding, we have a team who did tokenomics, and a lot of it you know we couldn't give a lot of detail on it because we needed it approved to be published. So now that's happening. We're looking at in the coming weeks getting like the team who actually built this, who did the mechanics, coming up and really diving in with a good old fashioned AMA. So forward to that. We've been missing yeah. our, our, our CA AMAs, man. That's exciting news right there. I know. We can talk yeah, about so much cool. more now. <laughs> yeah, I like that uh, we have... So the white paper is kind of like the, the overall view, the, 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 big, the big view of it, and then we'll get uh, the finer detailed information about each section later. Yeah. So, you know, That's we're awesome. already talking to see who's going to, I don't know which one's going to be first. We're going to talk about tokenomics or breeding or that land, but like, I definitely could do an AMA about each one individually. Like, I know Zero Cool could talk for for hours and hours. <laughs> yeah, that, that was all of them. No, go ahead. King Dav and I, we're, we're, we want to talk at the same time all, all day today. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's the time change. We're, we're struggling over here. Um, I was going to say that. So that was part of why you all released that survey in the Discord was to figure out which, 
which things you are, we, the community, are most excited about so you can have those, those AMAs first. Is that correct? Yeah, and also to think about, you know, like, the future of the gameplay to see, you know, how excited people for, like, the, the open world, like, the auto battle for staking and stuff like that. Kind of like, what our main focus should be on. And, and you know, I'm obviously, just gonna... step one, you know, 1v1 fighter, but, you know, what happens next? Like, do people want, like, fishing? Do they want crafting? I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there. I am, I'm actually super interested in how these elemental essence champions are going to get introduced into the game. Just floating it out there because they're, they, they aren't released in the, in the Prime Eternals. They aren't Prime Eternals. So it's like our... Oh, I think all of our holders are getting um, a special drop of one of those, but are like those the only ones that are going to go out? Or is there going to be like a second mint or like i'm just super interested about the about the elementals and how that is going to impact um you know what we've already got going on and established in the game i'm afraid i can't shed too much light on that as because you know it's still in open discussion about you know different ways we can do it uh but definitely you know we want to make sure that whatever's done that you know the holders you know have a chance to make sure they you know have a place at, at that right you know, Vita, that's a great question because uh, I'd imagine maybe it'll be another mint. Of course, we're going to see um, this one. You know, there would have been uh, a limit of ten thousand. We know with the, with the glorious seventy six twenty two, and a lot of times you'll see you know a, a run of a first mint, and then you'll see a second mint in the same project, right? And then um, a lot of times they would you know give something to the the original holder. Of the first mint, maybe drop us some of the, uh, you know, the second mint champions too, which I think would be a nice perk for a holder if that does come around that way. Um, yeah. And another thing to speculate on too, right, is so these champions, I mean, the, the Eternals, right? Not Prime Eternals. It seems like Prime Eternals are only in the three houses of health, death, and uh, arcane, right? The life, death, and arcane. So the other ones that are wind, water, right? Um, when it comes to breeding, I, and I'm just purely speculating from what I'm seeing, um, that us, the Prime Eternal holders, seem like it's going to be responsible for providing the life, death, and arcane regular Eternals. You know what I'm saying? I know everybody starts as a challenger, but if your challenger can have a life, death, or arcane essence, because the other elementals are going to have earth, they're going to have water, right? Yeah, well, I mean, just going back to my comment earlier, like, with the three breeds, um, the Prime Eternals, if you take that into consideration and each one breeds the max amount, we're going to have a total um, limit of less, just under 23,000 of um, the challengers that come in as possibility of life, death, and arcane, right? Those are going to be, since... Champions can only breed with the same tier champions. Those are going to be the first ones that will be able to mix in with the elemental champions, right? So we'll have those original uh, about 23,000 fully total, because if you look at the first 600 minters per each one of those 600 people are going to get a regular essence or an elemental essence champion, right? So right off the bat, um, if P if primes max out the breeding, 
including the uh, elemental champions that come in from the uh, the founders perk stuff, you got about twenty three thousand total additionals. So like we have to have some other way to get more people into the game, right? Because you can't play the game unless you have a champion, and we're going to have more than hopefully more than twenty three thousand additional people wanting to play the game. But uh, those are going to be the only ones that have life, death, and arcane. It's going to be up to those to essentially spread their seed and get through the different, you know, the gladiator tier and the eternal tier so that we have the opportunity to have the mixture of the elemental and the um, the life, death, arcane traits mixed together. And and maybe that's, you know, as King Dav said, you know, maybe if there's a perk for those who are holding the originals, maybe we get an extra breed count. Like, it, it sounds like there's there's going to be mechanisms to allow the Prime Eternals to exceed or renew their breed count kind of whenever... There was something in the white paper, and I'm, I'm sorry I don't have, like, the exact... It was something about, like, the program itself will kind of determine what needs to happen, right? And so it can kind of, the way that I read it was kind of like, it can ramp things up if there's, uh, you know, way more demand than supply, or it can turn it down if you have the inverse happening. And so maybe that is something where they allow us to have more breeds in the beginning as, you know, an additional perk as they're releasing these new ones. Well, also kind of would depend on if they, uh, what the whole beta system is, right? Because that was supposed to be one of the, uh, perks of uh, minting a Prime Eternal is getting the opportunity to get in with Beta. So if they allow us to, as a Prime Eternal holders, you know, start breeding our Primes to begin with in the Beta, we could have, and then they do a reset on your breeding before the actual game goes live. Like that's another way that they could increase the population for the people who are wanting to play at live launch. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the beta and the gameplay, I, I remember on the roadmap, and I'm, I'm guessing there's an update, and first you're here, so chime in if, if you want to, but the the land gameplay and the staking was to come out next. And I guess, yeah, Chris, is that is that still the case? Is there an update to the roadmap? Uh, will the land, land gameplay, will that be coming soon, or is that still the next thing that, that we'll see? Uh, so I know, like, staking... Like we don't have a comment like when it's going to happen. It is moving forwards faster now that we you know we have the white paper out and like our, the way we want to move ahead is approved. Uh, but we haven't published an update on it. Uh, in terms of like gameplay, uh, I think like what's coming in the summer is we're going to have a little bit of uh, like the fighter client coming out. Uh, in terms of land, I haven't heard about that yet to see what that is. There, I think. Well, you've seen some of the potential, like the land gameplay, in the sense of we have the social system done in uh, last week's th- uh, the Thursday leak. You saw that we are able to have multiple champions in like a single space with the voice chat and emotes. Yeah. So yeah, that is good. That was nice. Is being worked on actively, and I think maybe even might come around at the same time. Mm-hmm. Oh, now that you mentioned it, yeah, that game leak we talked about a little bit at the top. That game leak was awesome. Um, yeah, Prime Minds, what, what do you feel about the game league? Let's get into, let's give that a little bit of uh, attention. I thought it was nice looking. I showed my kids. I'm like, this is a game you will play? They're like, yeah, let's play it. I'm like, oh, we got to wait for it. it. It looks like a really cool social area. The, the, the champions were just partying. 
looked like some exclusive club. They were hanging out, I guess, before they went to go to try to kill each other in the arena. Seems like a neutral place where you can just chill and be peaceful. Um, what do you guys feel about that game leak? This is by the dip. Um, I love it. Like, because it was only showing it at 30 F, um, FPS. And I'm, and I'm sure, you know, they were just testing it. It's going to be at least 60 FPS. But, I mean, even with 30, it looked great. Like, the way the Ilgra moved, the moves, the body, the hips, you can actually see the hips moving. That's, that's a quality game right there. Yeah, I was so excited we got to release this to you guys because you know I've been seeing like the progress on like the in-engine social stuff for a while, and to finally like have it you know in front of the eyes of like the, the holders and stuff to see that you know not only we're building like a great fighting game, but this is going to have like the actual world that you can exist in like as your champions and like walk around in. I thought that was awesome. I thought it was super cool that you can like um, have voice comms and and do you can talk to each other if they're in proximity and just that there's all this like dancing and the jukebox and like you can look out the window and see the moon out there. And there's, there's all this stuff going on aside from just the combat arena. It'd be nice if we could have a damn bar fight. Someone talks some shit, tries to talk to your girl and you just bust a bottle over his head. What do y'all think? <laughs> that, might be, that might be in the taverns down uh, in another area. That definitely looks more like a chill spot that right there. Be. I think that actually looked like um, one of that the Moon Palace, like the behind that oh, yeah, kind of like the uh, behind the seventy six twenty two door where that might have been right there. That was more exclusive. Yeah, that's going to be my place when I when I when I build some land. I'm gonna build the uh, the, the the place where you, where you find the fights get drunk and, and just start a bar fight. <laughs> no, you know what? Let's, let's get back to it. You know, even even the white paper, the th the first thing that jumped out to me was actually the blueprints. I think this is the first mention of, of a blueprint, um, which will be the way that you'd be able to build um, the weapons, you know, uh, some of the in-game assets and the buildings on, on the land. Uh, Prime Minds, what do y'all think about the, the concept of the blueprints, which are NFTs themselves? What do you guys think about that? I thought it was pretty cool and, and familiar. You know, I, I've seen blueprints in um, EVE Online and then World of Warcraft and like a, a lot of other games have um, crafting recipes. Uh, my only question is, are, is there a count to how many times a blueprint can be used? Oh, yeah, kind of said that they're going to be... No, uh, sorry. something I can comment on? I do not know. <laughs> Speculation. What's going on? Yeah, what do you think? back to us so i i remember reading that they're going to be limited nfts right so that to me would tell me that like you're probably going to have the option to build only a specific amount because like say you go and do one of these challenges let's say uh I, I, i'm guessing so like they're talking about having like full land game and full open world stuff you know next year so let's say one of the first things that we have is like you know a valentine's day like if, if you go out and you get like some weapon that's related to valentine's day they don't want to be able to just print an infinite amount of those right but then again if you go out and you're building you're you're just attacking a dungeon and you get something or you, you win a blueprint from an arena battle they also don't want to be able to have the opportunity to mint a million 
of a regular weapon either. So I think it kind of goes without saying that these NFTs are going to be a very limited print. Like some of them you're probably only going to be able to use at once, one time only. I think it could be, but go ahead, Dip. Oh, and a big thing is um, that uh, what's their titles? Like, you know how, like, like I play a lot of Call of Duty guys, so they always have skins, legendary skins, rare, comic, epic, right? Are these... Are these blueprints going to be legendary blueprints? Are they going to be epic blueprints, common blueprints? Maybe the common ones you can do, you know, maybe it's just a common whatever, a common axe to chop wood, right? You'd be able to just keep building those, but something like a legendary diamond axe, you know, that you bought with your diamond coin, maybe you would only be able to make that one time. Like more rare. Or there's different ways. This might have been why it took so much work to to dial everything in because even with the the uh, the tokens themselves you're going to have to have enough tokens to make these things so you're going to have the blueprint say it's it's the most rare thing that you have to build it's one of the things that I want to make more rare they can really just make it more expensive to to build it and you don't necessarily have to use it once and then the blueprint goes away right or, or burn the blueprint to, to to use it um so there's different ways you can dial that in um it would be nice if, I guess either way it could work. Uh, they either make a lot of blueprints that you use once and they burn, but then they'd have to make a lot more blueprints. Or they make a lot less blueprints and just make things more expensive to build. But the thing I like about it is they're NFTs themselves. So you can, and it's so funny because, say, say for instance, you have a blueprint for a weapon or for something you want to forge. You can sell that blueprint itself, or you can make the weapon and sell it. So there's different ways you can you can profit off of that. And then there's different ways to get the blueprints, from what I understand. Right? Talk more, because I'm not even yeah. sure about the ways we get the blueprints. So yeah, well, I mean just go ahead to make it going off that going off that, like it's gonna be a major benefit even to people who don't own primes because like, you know, there's gonna have your like for us, when we have the the diamond tokens, for example, they 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 talk a lot about these diamond gauntlets that you know everybody's going to want these diamond gauntlets, but only people who own primes who are collecting diamond tokens are going to be able to physically make those unless they sell their diamond tokens to other people. But like, say you're a free to play person, you go do a quest and you get a diamond blueprint, you could then turn around and sell that to a prime holder for the prime holder to be able to create. So like it's it's that's a pretty good idea to have these blueprints as tradable or sellable NFTs in my mind. So this is VDG. I am soaked on the the blueprint idea in general um, because I think it does just add a little bit more rarity and control um, to what we're going to be able to get in the game. Like that to me was like building a this game is going to be built distinctly different from any game that we've ever played right so i always go back to world of warcraft where it's like you could just go to the auction house and you just buy there's any number of of weapons you could get right whereas each one of these and, and yeah you had like the levels of rarity right you had your commons and your rares and all that but there was as far as i know there wasn't really a cap on how many the number of each one of those items even with the rarity could be in the world. Whereas this is actually saying like, there is a rarity to absolutely everything in the world and there can only be this many. Um, so I, I just think that's really cool. I think that gives us um, 
a more of a feeling of ownership because it is something un unique and distinct that we can have. Um, but talking about blueprints, we actually got a, a pretty interesting question from the chat that I wanted to pose uh, to Chris, actually. Um, one of our community members, um, LT or the shark, he goes by many names. He's very active in the discord, um, but he was LT, wondering- LT, what's up? Shout out <laughs> to LT. <laughs> we don't know yet. Um, he was wondering, um, could there be or are there plans to have a blueprint design contest? Wow. That's certainly an interesting idea. And, you know, you know me, I love the old community contests and stuff like that, getting ideas from you guys. So uh, definitely something I could uh, maybe pitch to the team, see if that could be an option, get uh, some holders to provide some design ideas, maybe see if one of them can become blueprint. Never hurts to ask. That's you know, nice. That's all. Just, you know, bring those requests up to the team. That's a, that's a good that's a good concept. I love that. And we then Ryder no. Ryan in the house, just to shout out to Ryder Ryan. Oh, what's up? Yep. Look, I love her. I love I love it. Um, the so the blueprints definitely has to do with the land. Uh, the land is a, a big draw for me personally. Like, I can't wait to look at the whole map, figure out what, you know, what land you want to get, figure out where you want to have your land. There's a lot of different dynamics with that when it comes to, you know, even partnering up with, with your guild, determining what you want to do in certain areas. And just the idea that you can form the, uh, you know, Messina, you can make it what you want, especially if you, if you partner up with people and, and have different things, you know, on your land, different, different locations. Um, I, the four that were spelled out in the white paper was dwellings, like, I guess, residential areas, a house to live in. Don't know what kind of uh, in-game uh, advantage that would bring, but I guess a house. The shops, um, I'm, I'm thinking building some items, selling some things, making some currency that way. Uh, forges and mines, which, again, you know, you'd have to have the forges or mines to get the material to make these different in-game assets. So the land to me is great. Um, spelling out some of those things. And I think even, even other options of, of building different things on the land. Um, Prime Minds, what do you guys think about the land and, and, and what it, you know, how, how they um, brought that up in the white paper? This is by the dip. I always tell everybody um, this, the way they put it out, seems like a real economy, right? Like economy that would work like outside here, it seems like it's going to be the same thing that's happening in the game. And don't be surprised because there's a lot of like, uh, even if you have like someone who has like a, who's a gecko breeder, right? Cause I know they have the, you know, the gecko, uh, what is it? Like the skewers and then gecko they have, on a stick. yeah, gecko on a stick. So you might even see some of that. There might be, um, other stuff like the farming, right? Those berries that help, uh, champions like revive. What if you had just like a big, I, I forgot what kind of berry it was, blackberry or something like that. I don't know, but it was in the lore. Um, maybe Ryder Ryan can, uh, can uh, go on that. Maybe on it was Zarkberries. Zarkberries. So, you know, that's, that's what intrigues me the most. There's a lot of different stuff we could do with this game. How do y'all like to land? What do you, you know, in a white paper. Was, are you excited about this part? You, you waiting for it? What do you think? Thing that I was excited about, it wasn't even necessarily in the white paper, but it was when uh, Zero Cool said that they're going to be releasing land in phases. So, like, I don't know if that was um, un unknown alpha that he dropped, 
But I mean, like that's that means that the map that we see here isn't everything, boys. This is just the beginning. So, yeah. Speaking, speaking of uh, contests, uh, there's a CA Codex contest going on right now for people who want to contribute content, and it, they're giving away. I think it's like two ETH altogether for people that are uh, can contribute. Oh, the Codex, nice. It's, nice, I, I nice. It's maybe it's not two. I'm sorry. I'm thinking uh, point two, maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, the contests are always great. Yeah. And then uh, with the land, I, and I know we, we've heard about the founder land before, like, you know, the land that, you know, the, the early holders will be able to get. Um, Chris, since you, you're here, and, it, and if we don't know, we can speculate too. Is there a difference between the founder land and, and regular land after the founder land? Or I was, you know, can, can you shed some light on that for us? If you're able to? Uh, not specifically. I think now, this is just for what I remember of how it was explained to me. I believe the you know, the Founderland is just as if you guys are the first to get the shot at the land. Okay. So then, and I'll say, so if you're a holder, if you start today or if you start before the land comes out, in a sense, you're you're, you're getting a Founderland just because you're starting at the beginning of the game. Unless you like sell your Messina tokens to someone else, but you know. <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay, that's exciting. I can't wait for that that part to come out. Um, I think it's a big thing that drew me to the game. And a big and then, question mm-hmm. I have to, I'm sorry, uh, Captain Chris, you own Prime Eternals, and I know a lot of listeners here would like to know, do you, how many Prime Eternals do you own, and what is your plans as far as land? What, what do you want to build? We know Squiddy wants to do the Squiddy Dome, so what, do, what would you like to build? Well, so I have three Prime Eternals. I definitely know I'm at least setting up a dwelling in the Arcane area representing my house uh and then after that i honestly don't know i think i think a forge would be really cool to have and then like well i'd love to have like a tavern of some kind i i used to own an esports bar uh so having one of those in messina to carry the spirit forwards would be awesome <laughs> nice and Chris, you made mention of the crew, so I, I I did want to ask you about that as well. What is the crew, and will the crew be involved with uh, what you're planning for your land acquisitions? Uh, the crew was uh, a baseless uh, speculation on my part of just me joking that, you know, with all these different guilds and stuff, it'd be easier for me to start my own than pick a side. Uh, have not confirmed that I will start the crew, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I can be won over by one side or the other. <laughs> I like that you're keeping the mystery alive there. That's good. That's good. Yeah. You can bring the whole crew over. You know, that'd be fun. Or we could just, you know, fight it out somewhere. Um, <laughs> and when it comes to all of that, the the land, the blueprints, uh, forging things, all of that's going to take currency. And I think in the white paper, at least three forms of currency were mentioned. Um, the essence, the Messina, the diamond. I'm not even sure which, you know, if any of that was new. I know that we're looking at the Messina when it comes to staking your champion, and then the diamond when it comes to staking your champion. But I think this is the first time I heard of essence. It might have been in the lore, um, and and using all of that to, to buy different things. And so uh, we heard Zero Cool talk about sinks, right? Ways that uh, people would want to spend these tokens. What that really is to me, the way I take that in is really just driving up the demand. So the better the game is, uh, the more that people want to buy the in-game assets, want to use their tokens, 
that's what the sinks are. And also, the more that people want to um, level up their champion, is go- that, that, that's what the sinks are. So, so the, be- the higher the demand, the more people that are in the game, the more sinks that there will be, and the more valuable the tokens will be. What did you, what did you guys take from the uh, different types of currency and, and how that's going to be used in the game? Again, this is a by the dip. Um, so basically what I took it is Essence is going to be our main. It's going to be like a DAO currency, right? To where you, what he says, you could basically swap it for Ether Fiat. They want to get to those points, right? Um, so it seems like Essence is going to be like a really, really big utility token. And Messina and Diamond, Diamond, like they said, you'd be able to get special gear in the game or even have special items in the game with that. Um and then Messina is going to be for the land. And then, you, of course, you have the bone, right? It's called bone coin, I think they have it out there. The bone coin is, you know, if you want to just recycle your champion. So, I mean, um, I, I like it. And they said there's going to be more to come out, too. Wow. Yeah, when it comes to the diamond, too, it's, I, I see that as kind of just like the in-game flex, right? That, that's what you're just buying some, some gear, some diamond gear. It just shows that you're a holder. And the more the more diamond that you get, you can probably buy, you know, some more impressive diamond gear. Like maybe some, some big chains. Maybe some big chains and stuff. Make me look like Mr. T. Make my Granda look like <laughs> Mr. T out there. <laughs> I see. Yeah, I, I see the uh, the essence as the the entryway for the free to play people because they don't have Messina co- coins. They don't have diamond coins. If you're a free to play player. You're going to be coming in, fighting in the arena, and earning your essences. Mm-hmm. So I wonder that too. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Is what would what does the free to play player get? Do, do they get anything? And going all the way back to one of our earlier episodes, we we're talking about the maestros. Are they just the maestro? I don't think that you'll get one of the champions that we breed. They won't be getting that for free unless y'all are giving some away. So I wonder what what is that. What's the free-to-play player part? I could speak to it in uh, a little bit of some loose ideas. We haven't nailed down the exact specifics. Mm-hmm. But the idea is essentially you start someone off with a, a non-NFT just to like try the combat uh, character. And the idea ah. is like you know, there'd be no progression, there'd be no gear. But they could you know, go into an arena and fight amongst each other, be like, wow, this is some amazing combat, and be able to be in the open world. Then they see you walking around a Prime Eternal with their wings, you got your diamond chains on, looking like Mr. T. And they're like, well, I want to be that now. And that's when they enter into the actual economy, they buy in, and they start having, you know, a real character. Because that's like, you know, the core is we want to make a really fun game. So people come in, they can try the combat. They're not progressing the same way you guys are. They're not becoming Eternals until, you know, they, they start going. I don't know exactly what the uh, cost going to last for, but, you know, we want the game in people's hands. So they can try it. They can be like, this is fun. I want to, you know, go and keep going into this. That's right. The, the, that's the grunt level, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought there was a, a tier missing from the white paper to, where the from the original tiers that you guys released in that yeah. uh, on Twitter or whatever. Yeah, this is about like you know the the NFT tiers. Uh, we haven't fully fleshed out what the free to play is going to look like exactly, but you know, the idea is that essentially you come in, you try the game. Uh, with it, like a non-NFT opportunity or something like that, and then ideally, you know, just one tap credit card, you get a you get uh, a a champion of some kind, you get some gear, and off to the races. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, and that, I guess that's, you know, to round out the white paper and, and the preview and what Zero Cool was talking about and and even the 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 uh, his post on the Discord before the white paper preview, he said that a lot of things were worked out in terms of making it very easy for just, say, a credit card or debit card to get into games and find some in-game assets and, and, and get it into it, right, and, and spend some money. Yes. Um, so that's that's amazing news. Uh, folks coming in, so it depends on if you know the game is drawing people in. They don't have to go through the whole back door, you know, the whole infrastructure, Web three, setting up your wallet part. They can just pay pay the money and start playing, you know, uh, with the rest of us right right there. Um, so that's a big development. Um, and then even looking into it more, you know, it looks like there's a whole exchange, like in game exchange. Also, because I remember Zero Cool saying that uh, we'd like to accept uh, different types of, of, of currency, not, not just ETH, different types of coins, and different types of, of fiat. So very open, um, in-game exchange, and accepting just you know the regular credit card and debit cards. Uh, how big is that, Prime Minds? What are your thoughts on that? And we're going to round this part out. This is V to G here. Um, I, I think this is absolutely massive, man. Um, we know that we just received version one of the white paper and it was, you know, we know because it has a version thing on there, but also because Zero Cool said it, like there's going to be updates to that. Um, but there was a lot of conversation about future material from what you could read in version one um, about having exchange, about potentially having a DAO or governance token, um, about we have this initial chain that they're going to run on, but it sounds like, it sounds like what I read, Jam City is developing their own chain um, that would then you know, make all of this a lot easier. So I, I think this is absolutely awesome. Like I'm super bullish on this because it seems like Jam City is doing everything they can to make this as simple as possible and to have a lot more of this what's to a lot of people is cryptic and time-consuming crypto stuff happen in the back end where people just don't have to think about it at all um, and that includes having exchange having exchange is massive for that just being able to switch between whatever you need to in game and having that run seamlessly makes everything so much smoother yeah this is a uh, by the dip um I really like it because mass adoption means what? Mass players, right? The more players you reach. There's a lot of people that that it's just so technical to hook up a MetaMask wallet, get ETH on it, swap it, or do whatever you need to do. That's, that's a lot of steps that people don't want to take. And the great thing with this game is they're making it accessible to people who don't know anything about crypto. And, and that means more of the masses come to us. Now, I think a lot of that exchange is gonna happen on that L2 platform, which I found was very interesting that um, they announced with the, it was a Evenmos, Evenmos. Um, and I read up a little bit on their website too. They're a legit chain, been around for a while. They're a side chain to e, uh, ETH, Ethereum. So I'm very bullish on that. Yeah, yeah the layer two, I, you know, I, I... I've looked into a lot of layer ones, layer twos. I've, this is the first time I heard of that one. I didn't dive into it a lot, but I, I think Zero Cool said it's gas free, or is it low gas or is it gas free? Low gas. Low gas. Did you not say gas free? 
No, they did say gas-free in the white paper. That was one yeah, of the big yeah. things I took away from it was they are uh, working to make the uh, exchanges between the coins in the game gas-free, right? Yeah, Obviously, I think when it's you go gas, to try gas-free and... in the game, but then there's probably going to be a gas fee when you uh, pull money out, probably. Money out, probably. Oh, yeah. Or if you have to try and convert it to Ethereum, there's most likely going to be a gas fee. But that was one of the big things that I kind of took away from this was between the information we talked about last week with Zero Cool talking about all the regulatory hurdles that they went through before they thought they were going to have to, um, them talking about uh, wanting to do um, everything essentially for people so they wouldn't have to have their wallets. Um or they wouldn't have to have a custodial wallet uh, or a non-custodial wallet, which is what we all have our primes in right now, right? Like a MetaMask is a non-custodial wallet because you own the keys to the wallet. But uh, essentially, from all that information, it, it's kind of hinting towards the fact that Jam City is setting up its own uh, custodial wallet in-game, right? So they will essentially own have control of the wallets for anybody who doesn't already have a non-custodial wallet. That means that they're essentially setting themselves up like another Coinbase or Crypto.com or Binance, but in-house. That's huge. That is huge because that is them saying that they are setting up their own exchange. And that is pretty much one of the only ways that you can get around... Um, being able to do crypto purchases with debit or credit cards, right? Or fiat in any way, shape, or form is to be your own exchange. So, like, with between there the, it is. the white paper and the announcements from Zero, like, th- that's got me so bullish on Jam City, on anything that Jam City's making right now, if they've got that already under wraps. Like, they what are other building... game company out there is its own exchange? pass through regulatory hurdles in the United States already. Wow. I love the way you just put that. It's, it has me imagine that they they already have the infrastructure in place to build big, to scale. It's set in place. The infrastructure is there. All of those systems and processes are, you know, at least in place or at least has the green light. And now they can just start to expand and scale. So that's nice. I'm, I'm digging it. I'm bullish. I know we all are. All right, Prime Minds, look, we have, we, we, you all know the watchers, uh, the people who, who, who watch the show, who listen to the podcast, watch the YouTube. We have the Prime Time segment. Today we have a special little treat for you when we uh, come back from this quick uh, announcement. But a special little treat, there's going to be a fight simulator preview. And I want to give a shout out, I'm going to give a shout out to him right now. P-Ray, P-I-R-R-E, how do you, how do you pronounce that? Do we know? I think it's P-Ray. P-Ray, a, a Prime Eternal holder, made an awesome fight simulator, and we're going to start using that with our primetime uh, segment. But first, we're going to hear a fight update from the wider world of Messina. And now, primetime brings you the sports report. The weekend saw a major upset in the Messina Pro-Am tournament, where an amateur challenger known as Quickblade beheaded the Carcanon champion Taurus Tun. A Quickblade indeed. 
In the Vilbrew Mountain Arena, champion Joris the Patient tore off a Whisperer's arm and devoured it. No word yet on whether the Whisperer will continue the tournament. A wild animal killed former champion David Bravestun. This happened while he was trying to announce the beginning of a match. A bit rough out there in the Outer Territories. Watch yourselves! And home team favorites, the Brute Squad, again beat all visiting challengers. The remnants of the away teams can be picked up in the butcher shop by their former maestros. Our condolences. <laughs> well, you know that's what? a wrap. Shout out to, I don't know See if you the know, but Vita G does all of our voiceovers. Shout out to the homie Vita G. That shit is amazing. But now we're going to primetime. Guys, uh, what is... Are, are we going to get some uh, some fans to give us some numbers for the fight simulator? How, how are we going to do this? So the way this works is... Be number oh, one. Now, the, the way this works is it. this is in the Prime Syndicate um, Discord channel. And so two people have to type in exclamation point battle and it picks a random Prime from their wallet and then it they battle each other. Right. Who wants to do it? We got 11.56 from the uh, YouTube channel so far for one of them. So it, oh, it we, don't, a, yeah, we don't get holder. to enter it. Oh, you so, have to do it ourselves. Yeah, yeah. So, well, should, it be one of, so it. should it be should it be, uh, so should it be two of ours? Yeah, so you, if you go to the channel and hit exclamation point battle, then it'll pick one for you. And then we can I'll enter get that it. into the viewer. Okay. Who wants to fight me? I'm going to look. I'm King, King, King I'm Dev down. is in there. Let's do it. Z Mackin. Let me get in there. Number 7438 and 1694. We just have to put uh, Battle. My two divine right. baby. Let's go. Yep. Or y'all do it. Yeah, you guys do it. Z Mackin goes first. He has 100 life. Uses his claws. Oops, he doesn't have any claws. Nothing happens. I don't have any. Boom. That's the second time I've started out with that attack and with this auto battler. I use my wings, but I don't have any. So nothing <laughs> happens. Negative attacks there, guys. Okay, someone just... <laughs> so long, Gordon. ...in our match. <laughs> Let me see. Use the blood skewer. Stab with my horns, bro. Take that. Z-Making uses his tail for eight damage against me. Closer, boys. I use my horns and I give him eight damage. I, I really like mongle. using those horns. <laughs> uh, there's my divine horns in the battle finally with some divinity. Arcane Blitzkrieger. And I use my horns, Arcane, for eight damage. Oh, two turns. Ooh, You're vulnerable. vulnerable. Use your wings for 12 damage. Ooh, that was a weakness Light of mine. Mm -hmm. Use my war paint for 12 damage. Arcane. See, making uses his divine, his divine horns on me. Eight damage. 
is not vulnerable anymore. My war paint shoes eight damage. Oh, he's blinded. blinded. You blinded me. <laughs> You're cheating. <laughs> your war plate or your war paint was too garish. <laughs> Fighting dirty. <laughs> I war paint again for eight damage. Uh oh, I'm fighting you didn't dirty. Blind me for any longer. Is not vulnerable anymore. Z making uses his divine horns. Eight damage. Okay, so 16. you're not blind anymore. <laughs> I use my tail to hit you for eight damage. Yeah. Z making close one. uses his rare war paint. Hits me for eight. Then I use my common tail and I get him for eight. He uses his fangs on me, gives me eight damage. Ooh. I'm hungry and fangs. I'm really glad. Uh oh. Here we go. <laughs> LT put it. Uh, LT watched <laughs> <laughs> What is it? 24? Uses wings. Li little quick update. Life 20. z Mackin has 24 life. Dip has 20 life. You don't have any wings, Dip. You're giving me the oh. advantage now, bro. I'm down don't to try the wire to use here. my claws. <laughs> oh, eight damage. Got that war paint again. That rare. I use my war paint back. Eight damage. You're down to 12 health. Oof. Damn. Oh, no. I did. Oh, I'm my done. Finished war paint. Oh, I think me. that's it. I think that's it. I did it four. Oh, Blinded. Miss. Misses. Misses with his last shot. Oh, oh damn. Beat me. Z-Mac and one. Z-Mac blinded him and killed him. <laughs> Dulet says get, get wrecked. wrecked. <laughs> get wrecked. That, that was is, a great fight. Just so you guys know, that is my first win in the auto battler. So, yeah. Shout out again to uh, Prime Syndicate member P-Ray. That's an awesome auto battler. I, I fought once last night. I think I won. I got lucky. Does it, does it choose a random one that you're holding? How does that work? Because I know I didn't choose. I just put battle. Yeah, and, it and so one. it it picks a random um, champion from your pool that you've it, like your wallet that you've linked uh, in Discord, and okay. then it'll challenge the other person and picks a random one from them, and then it, he has these little um, you know kind of basic percentage of chances. Like if you ha if you use your tail, it has a chance to stun and stuff like that. Yeah, I've seen that. I got lucky because it, it chose my best fighter, and I just. I mopped somebody up last night. I had like almost half my life still. I forgot who it was. It was my first time using it. Well, that's amazing. Shout out again to Pire. That's yeah, amazing. I, I have a quick question on this. Yep. So, who, which one was by the dip? Was he the uh, Whisperer or the Grondel? The Grondel. Interesting. So, you have Purity 2, two D2, mm -hmm. and he had Purity 2, D1, but yet you lost. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. It's not just based on uh, P and D. There's mm -hmm. some skill involved, some luck. Captain Chris, what'd you think about that uh, little auto battler? If you were to see it, and that's pretty awesome. Like you know, love to see the community building stuff out like this, finding ways to you know interact with their champions, build a fun story around it. Love it. 
Was that was that on our YouTube? Prime lines. Yep. Yes. Were you able to see that? Okay, I wasn't. I wasn't watching. Shout that, out to Gonzaga yeah. for all of his uh, dedicated hard work and making sure that you know all of you guys can see what we're at, what we were doing at this time. You know, it's yeah. I, his... I got I got the YouTube on mute so I can I can keep up. <laughs> You're watching yep. it. Yep. I was watching it right yep. in our uh, right in our Discord. Yep. Gentlemen, this was amazing. Captain Chris, thanks for stopping by. Uh, we're about an hour and 13 in. I think we covered a lot. I think a lot of us are still processing the white paper and kind of what that means for the game, you know, uh, the, the way the, where the game is going. We're still processing. We're still vision, envisioning it. Um, Captain Chris, uh, anything you want to tell to the community? Anything you want to plug? Anything you want to let us know before we go? I just want to say, you know, thanks for having me to, here today. It was a lot of fun. And, you know, I'm looking forward to getting some more AMAs coming uh, in the near future on some more of you know, the topics that you guys want to dive into in the white paper. So, you know, we'll see what the first one is. And, yeah, like, keep on doing awesome community stuff like this. This is really what, you know, makes, you know, the community keeps thriving. Is you know, the podcast, the videos, like everything you guys do. We appreciate it. All right, prime minds. Let's go around. You know, uh, how are we feeling moving forward after the white paper? Uh, what do you, What are you feeling like the? Uh, uh, you know, sky's the limit. I'm sure, but what are you feeling like the 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 near future is after this white paper? Let's go around. Let's Let's start with by the dip. Yeah, this is by the dip. Um, very excited. I think we're literally the pioneers of something big. We just don't know it yet. You know, it's just like you're sitting. You you have land and it's just sitting on a gold mine. And you don't even know it yet. This is what this is. And I'm gonna tell everybody out there: don't sleep on this project because you're gonna be kicking yourself in the butt a year from now. By this year, 2023, we're gonna be so glad that we made this investment. So just keep uh keep holding, man. And uh, very bullish. This nothing has changed with the project. And uh, if anything, they're getting better. At the same time, this is not investment advice. Ain't that right? Just How y'all feeling, the rest of us? Yeah, this is Gonzaga. I'm super excited. I think uh, all of us have faith in this project, and we're, we're holding Fron for a long time. And uh, the difference in energy and alpha between the last two months and last week is, is just amazing. And I hope we can keep up with that momentum and in, in, uh letting the community know more information as it becomes available. Yeah, it's awesome. Right, right. Yeah, Z-Mac, and I'm, I'm over here. I'm, I'm hyped. You know, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, – I'm always looking forward to next weekend with you boys, another prime, prime minds, but I'm definitely looking forward to these AMAs coming out. I, you know, I'm going to obviously reread the white paper, you know, a couple times. And just stay active and do whatever we can. Looking forward to this, uh, the Discord getting more active again. And, you know, I just got to say it, but win white paper version two, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Vita. This is Vita G. Man, I just I just had a really good time this morning. I just thanks everybody for being here, both in the community, to the Prime Minds, to Captain Chris. We love being able to interact with you all. Um, love having you know people from the team on. Um, Dev, how do you, how do you feel about announcing next week's guest? We do have a guest for next week as well. So 
Vita, look, shout out to Vita and NZ Mac, and you, you all are the one that are reaching out again. Everybody uh, on the schedule. I don't think I find out to the middle of the week. Who, who do we have coming on? You let me know. Uh, so, so next week we have a a a pretty big guest. Um, Johnny to the moon, Casa Messina is going to be on our show next week. Uh, we're just going to be chopping Ooh. it up with him, so Ooh. you will not want to miss that. Ooh. I didn't know that was next week already. What? It's next week, man. <laughs> I, was, I was talking to him in the Discord, so he 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 listens in. I think I I you know I'm humbled, but I think he's a fan. So that is amazing. We're gonna we're gonna talk to the. I think this is uh his brainchild that we're all diving into that we're degenerating over. So. That'll be fun. Um, yeah, next week, To The Moon Cast Messina will be on. And, you know, um, I'm feeling great. Uh, I know that the sky's the limit with this project. Uh, these things are being spelled out for us. Um, I-, I was just waiting. You know, I'm a patient person. King Dev is patient over here. I think, I think the Prime Minds are patient. But it's really good to see these things are set in stone and they're written out in the white paper. And I'm just ready to... Uh, you know, grab grab the keyboard and and start playing this. So, oh, one last thing, I wanna I wanna know what why and, and this is just a a question. We don't need an answer. The uh the cake that uh Zero Cool got. Who sent somebody a cake and what was the damn flavor? <laughs> was that an airdrop? Maybe we'll ask Johnny if he sent Zero Cool the cake. Um, maybe we'll ask Zero Cool if he ever comes on here. But we want to know. Prime minds want to know. What flavor was that cake, Zero Cool? And where the hell did it come from? Till then, <laughs> next week, next episode, y'all heard it. We're having the Mandem of the Legend to the moon, to the moon, Casa Messina with us next Saturday. We'll, I think we'll be in on at our normal time, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. Till then, prime minds think alike.